0: And we're off to the Islandwood Veterinary Hospital in Newmarket, part of the Mill Street Veterinary Group, where Jane Pickett, our resident vet, joins me. Good afternoon, Jane.
1: Good afternoon. Patricia. And
0: you're very welcome. Let's get straight in with uh, questions. Hi, I, we have a mixed bred dog. It's a Labrador mix. We clean her ears weekly using a damp tissue as she shakes her head a lot. She doesn't have any discharge. She doesn't appear to have any pain. But one ear does appear to be a bit more itchy. I'm wondering, could Jane suggest any eardrops that we could use? Thanking you
1: okay so this is an interesting one i think well done on trying to to clean the ears weekly that's a good step what i will say is that sometimes cleaning the outer part of the ear so what we call the pinna or the ear flap the entrance to the ear canal may not be getting to the root of the problem so it may be that you may need an ear cleaner which will go down into the ear canal and it's very sticky kind of oily stuff it'll emulsify the wax there and bring that up so normally ear cleaners that are safe for going down to the ears are normally available from vets so you could always have a chat with your vet about getting a cleaner sorted. But what I will say is I think maybe a trip to the vet is in order first. So although there's no obvious discharge from the ear, I think that the sign of head shaking is a real telltale sign that they're itchy and scratchy down to the ear and they can't get it. So if your pet is head shaking or ear scratching or another common one is kind of dragging their ears off the carpet or off the floor, then it is a key sign of an ear infection so a number of things can cause ear infections sometimes they can be little parasites called ear mites which are easily enough treated but sometimes it can be a bacterial infection or even a yeast overgrowth because it's a nice warm wet area down in the ear canal so it's a lovely place for bacteria and yeast to thrive so they can be quite pesky it is really important to get your little dog's ears checked out and it may be the case that your vet may look down them with a special tool called an otoscope which allows us to see deep down into the ear but it may be that they might take samples from the ear as well to look at under the microscope. And it's it's always really interesting. Sometimes we can even see the parasites moving if they are there, but if there's a bacterial or yeast infection or overgrowth, we'll be able to see that too under a microscope. And it just means that your vet will be able to prescribe the best treatment for exactly what's happening for your pet. And subsequent to that, they may be able to advise you on kind of a longer term cleaning program and safe products to clean the ears with. Now, there's one thing I'd like to flag at this point And it is, please don't put household products down your dog's ears. This is something I encounter all of the time. So really lovely, well-meaning owners may have read on the Internet. And there's lots of good information on the Internet. But there's also lots of bad information on the Internet about different ways of cleaning their dog's ears. For example, coconut oil, uh, Mm. olive oil things like those going down the ears absolute disaster can cause an awful lot of damage so it's really really important to make sure that yeah please be careful and use a cleaner that you've got from your vet that they're happy as a safe product because you can really do a lot of harm messing with ears so it's just important to to go to the professionals Okay.
0: a listener who starts the text with hi Patricia and Jane we have the best doggy ever doesn't everybody say that she's a -a cockaboo she's almost coming up now to her first uh, birthday just wondering when or do you ever stop working dogs should a dog go for a regular checkup just like humans do? Perhaps every twelve months. Our previous dogs were always out in the yard, working dogs, cattle dogs, whereas this one is a much loved, pampered pooch, um, and we just want to do the right thing by her. Thanks as usual.
1: Perfect. Okay, so really, really well done. This is the kind of this is the kind of text that makes my heart sing because there's somebody who really wants to be proactive about their dog's health, which is brilliant. So um, your lovely little dog, I would suggest, continues having deworming treatment for the rest of their life. Now, the interval at which that is required is a little bit different when they're a young puppy. So it's required much more frequently because they're much more prone to worms when they're very young, let's say less than six months of age. So worming might be required even every two weeks to every month in a young puppy, depending on their age. But once they hit the six month of age mark, every three months is really adequate for deworming. So I suppose what I will say is make sure you're using a reputable product that works well and is safe for your pets. So usual places you can get that from are from your vet or from a local pharmacy. And you will require that on an ongoing basis. Now, what I will say is that there are wormers sometimes incorporated into external parasite prevention products. So things like flea, flea and mite and tick treatments, and sometimes they're more frequent, but that's okay. It's normally if it's a combined product. So if you have a product that, you know, has wormer in it as well as the flea treatment, it's really important to follow that uh, particular product's guideline because it will depend on the the compound, the medicine in it as to how it works. And if you're unsure, just ask your vet and they'll be able to guide you as to the correct interval. But for a uh, bog standard basic wormer, every three months is the way to go. As regards uh, kind of checkups, I'd really advise it's good practice. I suppose the the key thing I would normally say every year ongoing is that pets will require annual vaccinations. It's like, it's like us when we got our COVID jab, we needed boosters. So to keep the immunity high. And that is exactly the same case with vaccination in dogs and in cats. So with dogs, they will require an annual booster. And it's really, really important. So, you know, if we live in Ireland, we know that we're never too far from a rural area. And in rural area, some of the diseases that we vaccinate against that can be very serious, life threatening, but preventable diseases are absolutely rife. For example, lepto, which is a bacterial disease, is absolutely rife in kind of areas where there would be rats waterways. So if you go for a nice walk in a woodland with your dog, you need to make sure they're protected and up to date on their vaccinations. So the time at which they have their vaccination every year, normally at that appointment, your vet will do a, their kind of full annual health check. So a full physical exam and asking some screening questions to you essentially about your pet's habits how they're doing and covering any concerns you might have. So that's a really good time to bring up any concerns you might have about your pet. In older pets, so in dogs, let's say over the age of six or seven, they'd be classed as geriatric, even though it doesn't really seem that old. So for those pets, I would normally say it's safest to have a few more checks in the year. So I'd normally recommend a geriatric health check every six months or so so that's just an extra little health check where your vet can just make sure that there's no early signs of disease that can be detected because the earlier we detect problems as they age the earlier we can intervene and the the longer we can keep them well for so it's it's a little bit like it's a
0: little bit like humans early early detection is so important now i don't know if you can offer advice to alice um it was around the middle of september she came across a fox it was in the care area Now, she said she did report it to the ISPCA. She also tried to contact a local uh, vet. But she said she's recently come across the same fox. Uh, It's no coat and its eyes seem to be almost uh, closed with infection. And she's wondering, is there anywhere else that she can contact when it comes to wildlife? Would you you know where she Um. could go?
1: Okay, I, I, I suppose off the top of my head, the first protocol would be the ISPCA. Now, there are some other organisations within the country that are responsible for wildlife, and I, I believe there is a government department involved with parks and wildlife that is responsible for some of the wildlife in the country. But I think it may be limited by species. It might be things like deer, for example. Um, but I, what I'd say is if you haven't had any success the last time, just bring it up with the ISPCA again and maybe ask them the direct question. Yeah, because they they, they, have, I, well, yeah,
0: what, I, what I thought they about when I was reading on the text there, because I saw it come in earlier, they, an inspector might have gone out and just couldn't find the yeah. fox and is unaware that the fox is still obviously struggling, Absolutely. really struggling. Yeah. yeah, And it's horrible That's to see a, an animal in that kind see. of pain.
1: And I suppose by the nature of being wildlife, you know, they're not exactly going to walk up to a human or an ISPCA inspector that may be trying to do their very, very best for that I animal. I know, I they know. do have limitations because they are wild animals.
0: So, OK, and very, well very quickly, a 12 year old Staffie in very good health recently started barking for no reason at night. Fine all day, but becomes come seven or eight o'clock at night, the barking starts like mad. What would be causing him to suddenly start barking just at that particular point okay. at night?
1: If he's 12, um, so a little bit on the older side, it could be kind of almost Cognitive dysfunction, so a little bit of kind of mental decline, disorientation, that's possible. We see changes in behavioural patterns sometimes. What I'd say is, if if that's the only sign, just see how you go for the next week or two. But if it persists, and if there's any other concerns with your dog, pop to your vet just for a full check over. And very much like I said, you know, regular checks in older pets are really important. So it's better to be over cautious rather than under cautious. But I suspect it may just be a little bit of little bit of old age and potentially a little bit of disorientation.
0: Okay. All right. Listen, as always, uh, Jane, thank you for that. We'll chat again next Thursday.
1: Brilliant. Thank Thanks you for joining
0: much. us. That is Jane Pickett of the Islandwood Wood uh, Veterinary Hospital in Newmarket, part of the Mill Street Veterinary Group.
1: Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip?